It's March. Spring is in the air, grass is growing, birds are chirping. It makes you almost want to burst into song. Welcome to Something for the Weekend with me, Stephen Day. Me, Fiona Scott. And me, Alice Butcher. We'd love to hear what you think of our podcast, so don't forget to email us at somethingfortheweekend at opentimes.co.uk or message us through social media on Instagram or Facebook. Kathy is on holiday. Weather's getting better. Anyone else made holiday plans? What's, what's your getaway, folks? Your first getaway. Ellis, you're looking like a rabbit in headlights. What's your first getaway? Well, I am hoping to go to Malaga, Velez Malaga, in, in June. There's, there's obviously a lot to be sorted out before then, but yeah, that's the plan. Uh, I'm going for a bit of a jaunt uh, in Velez Malaga. My sister's got a property over there and uh, she's not been able to get to it for quite some time, so I'm going to join her. What about you, Fee? Oh, you're a braver man than me, Alice, because funnily enough, we, uh, me and my sister booked holidays last weekend, but we didn't book them until May 2022. <laughs> so we're, we're going to Menorca, but we're, we're giving it a year. This year, I think we're, we're going to hopefully get over to Perth in September and go and see some horse racing. Now, when you say Perth? This yep. is this is not right round the world. No, no, sorry, no. <laughs> Just check Australia. Me. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't get me on a plane that far for a start. But no, this is this is Perth just down the road. So hopefully we'll we'll get into the races because we haven't been able to go to a race meeting for oh feels like years forward to that. I haven't planned anything. I mean, it would be great to get away. I think East Coast, uh, wee bit down from Perth, St Andrews is about as far as I'm going to make it. But. Uh, I'm trying not to be disappointed. I'm trying not to book something that, that will not happen. Well, we thought about that and we thought, well, if we get down to Perth and the racing isn't on, we can have a nice few days in Perth. So we're we're trying to cover all eventualities. My sister's an ex-travel agent and the problem with her is that she is that used to having several holidays a year. She's a big, big traveller. She has just got absolutely desperate in this last uh, in this last year to get away somewhere. So I've kind of been strong armed, some would say bullied by my sister into joining her. Now I was hearing something on the radio this morning, and I I should have listened uh, more closely. But there is a country opening up and saying um, UK residents are welcome from May as long as they've had both COVID jags. And I can't remember where it is. Someone will have to Google it. Um, it's not that it makes me feel inspired to book a holiday there because I'm sure there'll be complications. But while Alice is Googling, Stevie, can I just go back to your intro? Mm-hmm. Because you said it almost wants to make you burst into song. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I was sitting here waiting uh, waiting for Carly McLean to come down through my living room. We're just not allowed to sing, Fee. This is the problem. You're on your own. You can sing on your own, yes, surely. Yes, I could. I'm sure. Uh, and there's copyright reasons and... and possible eardrum reasons why I shouldn't. <laughs> the answer to the question about which country it is, it's uh, Cyprus. Yeah, there you go. Cyprus. Couldn't remember. So we can go to Cyprus in May. Excuse me. Um, providing we don't have any colds or flu-like symptoms. Is that a cough, Ellis? <laughs> Sorry, that was a, a little sneeze, which is obviously a sign that I need to get away and get some sun. <laughs> we all need to get away and get some sun. Uh, which, which leads me on to, to this week's in. Sorry, Alice, I was waiting on you to sneeze again. <laughs> Leads me on to this week's interview. Uh, again, mental health, top topic at the moment. 
I had a chat this week with Oban Pride chairman Phil Dexter. The Oban Pride team have teamed up with Martin's Monday Club for a new project which launched last night. Here's Phil to tell us all about it. So, hi, Phil Dexter, again. We've, we've again. Dra- again, we've dragged you back to something for the weekend, only because I heard a whisper of a, a new club, and we like a club, Phil. So, mm. <laughs> so, yes. so what, what's your new one all about? Our new one is um, between Auburn Pride and Martin's Munda Club. It's a joint partnership, and it's our new Friends of Dorothy Club, which we're very excited about. And... It's basically a space for LGBTQ plus people from around Auburn and surrounding areas to come together and have a chat. We like a a chat, as well as we like a club, we like a chat, so it's all sounding good. Phil, can you just explain to me the LGBTQ plus, who does does that all include now? So LGBTQ plus includes everybody. Anybody that's read our articles throughout History Month or saw our History Month live streams will know that the full acronym is LGBTQQIAAP. I won't ask you to say that back, Fiona. Please don't, because I'm just getting around LGBTQ+. (laughs) So it does include absolutely everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. If you believe that everyone should be treated equally, everyone should be treated with respect, then you are incorporated in that because one of the A's stands for ally. So anybody who supports LGBTQ plus people are part of that community. That's, so it's, it's a, as diverse a group as you're ever yeah. going to get. Includes yeah. everybody, that's what we're like. So now we're, this podcast coming out on a Friday, but you, you will have had your first club by the yes. time this comes out. So have you yeah. had a good reaction to it? Have you had a lot of interest? We have. We've had quite a lot of interest on with social media platforms. We've had a few emails about it. So we'll see what happens. We're just starting it uh, the first Thursday of every month to see how it goes. And that might increase. It just depends how it goes. We'll see. I'd, I'd imagine it'll be popular because I know everybody's feeling feeling the pressure of this at the yeah. moment and to have somebody to just go and chat and cup of tea. Do you get a cup of tea? There is a cup of tea at the break. Yes, obviously there is very strict COVID restrictions uh, with it being a peer support group uh, to help tackle isolation and loneliness. That's why we can have it in a physical venue, but it is very strict COVID restrictions and there must be a face covering one at all times, unless it's tea break time. <laughs> thank goodness for that. And thank goodness <laughs> you're not asking people to take along their own flasks, Phil. <laughs> Some people might prefer that, which is absolutely fine as well. How, lo- how long is this going to go on for? Is it going to be a, just during lockdown, or are you hoping this, you know... We're hoping to keep it going. We're going to trial it for a certain length of time we're going to try it for the rest of this year see how it goes and then we'll make a decision sort of towards the end of the year but hopefully we'll keep going because people will be feeling the impact of the pandemic for a long long time and people have always felt lonely I think this has just highlighted that people do feel lonely and isolated so I think it's a really good time to start it especially the second lockdown a lot of people have been hit a lot harder than the first lockdown. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to starting it. 
Oh, that's good. Who, who's all going to be involved, Phil? Will you be there yourself? Is... I will be there myself. And um, There's a couple of other members of the Open Pride Committee there. And there's some members from Martin's Munda Club there as well. So it's a joint project. So we've got about five facilitators between the two of us to start with. And we'll see how it goes from there. Good. Oh, that's great. Well, I wish you every success with that, Phil. It sounds like a, a great idea. And I'm sure with, with you at the helm, it's going to be there's going to be a wee bit of fun involved there as well. So. We'll hope so. We'll hope so. And like I say, it's just the first Thursday of every month from seven o'clock at Martin's Munda Club. Okay. And do you just rock up? Can you just go along? Just and... rock up. Just rock up. And I'm sure there'll be space, but we are restricted how many we can have. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and ju- just quickly, again, because I, I, I've spoke to you uh, during February when, of course, it was uh, Pride History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's happening open pride wise this year open pride wise at the moment we can't physically do a event in may which is when we would be wanting to host it we are looking at doing something slightly different towards the end of the year but at the minute restrictions and planning are still very much a part of that but it will be totally different and then next year we'll be back with a big bang hopefully <laughs> uh, that all sounds good. So it's a it's a watch this space for yes. for this year. I'm sure we'll have something in the open times, and uh, yes, you will. Uh, there'll be something on open FM as well. Yes, uh, <laughs> we we'll get everywhere. You, There's no stopping open pride. We're everywhere now. It's it's <laughs> fantastic, and that's why it'll come back with a bang in 2022. I'm sure it will. <laughs> well, thanks very much for that, Phil. Great to speak to you again. Great speaking to you as well. Thank you very much, Fiona. Okay, bye for now. Bye for now. So there we go. Get yourself along at Martin's Monday Club the first Thursday of every month and you can meet up with Phil and the guys from Martin's Monday Club and have a chat and have a cup of tea. He's always such a ray of sunshine, isn't he, Phil? He so is. He's such a he's a colourful character. We all we all know him, and yeah. uh... you can't help but smiling <laughs> when he's on. That's that's what I find. It's see, I, I just love a Georgie accent uh, <laughs> as well. So so that helps. But yeah, yeah, it keeps everybody cheered up. And well done, uh, Auburn Pride. They yeah, do they well do some done. great work. And Martin's Monday Club. Indeed, I like the fact that it is, as he said, so inclusive. Because sometimes it's difficult to know what all these all these acronyms stand for yeah it's just grew and grew and i i found this out through reading a lot of the stuff phil sent in through uh, open uh, well pride history month and i read what all the acronyms meant ally was one of them and i thought well that that kind of includes me you know because yeah. you know you support open pride and and whatnot so yeah it does it's it just means everybody everybody talking about Phil Phil's a tonic cell, but and we all need a tonic at the moment. This week's musical interlude provides just that. This is the the Woods family's finest tonic, to be precise, and it's Oban-based Rob and Michelle Woods who have recorded their debut album Tonic during lockdown, and they describe it as a blended Americana. Now you have to listen to this because I spent ages. I've listened to this single. 
five times now and it's great just trying to pick out all the various genres and it. it's it's absolutely amazing the strong influences from across the atlantic of course michelle herself comes from america so let's have a listen and see what we think of this this is called hell's too good a place <laughs> Great. I love that. <laughs> it's amazing. And I can't recommend enough going on to the Imagine Alba website, which is www.imaginealba.com forward slash 
tonic and you, there's a video to go along with that which is just superb and you can get a little taste of all the tracks on the album and you can download the album as well it's just amazing i can i can see that in a film somewhere i don't know what I, film but i can just see a, a kind of a i'm thinking a some kind of driving scene that's going across a desert or something like that i just Oh, brilliant. It brings 1920s America to my 1920s, 30s kind of... Yeah. Maybe even a wee gangster theme, but it does... It It makes you think all these things come into your head when you listen to it. If you've ever watched NCIS New Orleans, which is based in New Orleans, they have a lot of uh, jazz and, and folk music in there, and that's exactly where I'm seeing that fitting in. So maybe we could speak to that famous actor, Scott Bakula, and say, we know this guy called Rab and his wife, and they've got a really good track. Could you use it? <laughs> New Orleans, the cradle of jazz. I thought the uh, the song, what intrigued me about that song was what inspired it. Hell's too good a place for you to go. I can't imagine sitting down at the end of a day and writing <laughs> writing that or or wondering what inspired that song. Who who was he who were they um actually thinking of? I, I don't or, know, but when they mentioned that, you know, your show's coming to an end, I thought maybe they were referring to us. Are we are we heading gently to hell? <laughs> I do I do hope not, but if Rab and Michelle are, are there, which it looks like they are in their video, uh, it might not be too bad a place to go. <laughs> <laughs> So, Scottish word of the week, and I'm afraid it became a phrase. Erichts surpus. Erichts surpus. Ellis. Right, I saw this on the list, and I'm going to make a good claim for this one. You're right, sourpuss, i.e. you're not a very happy individual. Have I just spoilt the link? No, not really. It's a really grumpy face. Yeah. Really grumpy I, face. I can see it. I've heard a sourpuss. Um... I can't say it quite as well as that. Suapus. Yeah. I just laughed when I saw it because I can remember getting in trouble constantly uh, from my mum and dad when I was younger for telling my sister to shut her puss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> that was uh, tantamount to swearing when I was young. So. Hey, it's all about, to... all about sisters this week, isn't it? The sisterly <laughs> feeling. You've got to say it, Fee, in the way that you used to say it to her. Go on, give us a... Give us a... I know, because I'm uh, from the border, so it sounds, sounds totally different. I used well, that's to all right. Shut your pass. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that, would you, Stevie? <laughs> You'll notice I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> that's what I love about the uh, the Scottish language. It's just incredible. It's so evocative. And only about 80% just of brilliant. it is, is broadcastable, really. <laughs> There's much more to the Scottish language, Ellis. There's real feeling behind it, isn't there? Do you know? I think I think with the intonations and the and the sounds that we inject into everyday words, you can change oh. you can change the emphasis of a word or even a nice phrase into something pretty horrible just by the slight intonation change. Would you agree, Fee? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm madly now trying to think of one. I'm not going to be able to because not that we can broadcast. <laughs> Ellis. I believe you, yes. you've been you've been stalking post boxes. Stalking post boxes, yes. Auburn has got a very special post box. It's in place for a, just for a month, so you've got to be quick. And it's at Argyle Street, uh, which is just outside Chalmers. Many people will have probably have seen it, 
but it's been specially decorated for World Book Day, which was on uh, Thursday the 4th of March. It's going to, as I said, it's going to stay in place for a month. And it actually, um, it pretty much commemorates uh, an author called Cressida Cowell, who wrote How to Train Your Dragon. And uh, Cressida, when she was a little girl, she used to have holidays up here. And uh, she used to uh, stay, she used to go for little adventures on an island called Little Colonsay, which is uninhabited apparently, off Mull. And it was there that her father told her stories um, about Vikings and about dragons. And it kind of fired up her nine-year-old imagination. And what would you know, uh, 40 odd years later, she's a best-selling author. Uh, They're making films of these books. And it just goes to show what an inspiring place this is from a creative point of view. But look out for the post box. But it did lead me on to wondering, Stevie, what's your favourite childhood book? Um, I always thought that Enid Blyton was the bee's knees, the famous fives, until I started reading them to my daughter. And I decided that perhaps not the bee's knees. And as pretentious as it sounds... Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, when I read when I was eight or nine. That's the, it's not a children's book, but that's the book that will stay with me forever. Why? Why? <laughs> I didn't realise there was a follow-up. Oh, yes. I, What's special about it? I've, of all the books you read as a kid, I've, what was special about it? Well, I, I've, I found his ideas uh, matched mine for all the weirdness that that involves, but um, I loved his thought processes. I loved his imagination. I loved that I could travel to different words, worlds and be and have them explained in a very strange way. But also the language he used. It um, it encouraged my use of different words and looking at different words and different concepts and looking at the world in a completely different way. There you go. Wow. Come on, Fiona. What was your favourite childhood book? Well, actually, I panicked for a wee minute there because I thought Stevie was going to pinch, pinch mine. Because uh, I was also a massive Enid Blyton fan, and I, I'd done all the Famous Fives. But before that, and, uh, when I was uh, slightly younger, uh, I read the the Faraway Tree series, and that just you know goes along. Moonface, moon, Moonface, Selkie, the Saucepan Man. Yes, yeah, you read them too. But yeah, this just uh, kind of goes align with my imagination because the thought of climbing up a tree arriving in a different land every time you go up uh, just yeah it was it was amazing took you off into all different worlds and yeah really fired up the imagination so great work they the far away the far away tree that's it i was going to mention them as well i think that's a home run almost uh all all three of us have said that the other one i've got to mention is roald dahl and I know that uh, Roald was, you know, you would start to get a little bit older when I started reading Roald Dahl. It was more sort of early 80s. Um, and uh, I loved Danny, Champion of the World. That was one of my favourites. And James and the Giant Peach. James and the Giant Peach was mine. I loved that. There you go. Make sure you keep on reading, kids. If there's any children listening, we've got to keep up that habit of reading books. Uh, the internet's all very well but there's nothing like the printed word. 
<laughs> and that goes my sermon for this week. Well said, Alice. And unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. As always, we love hearing from you, so get in touch with your news, comments, photos, or even just to say hello by emailing us on somethingfortheweekend at opentimes.co.uk or contact us through the Open Times Facebook or Instagram. You can read our stories online at www.opentimes.co.uk and you can subscribe to our page-turning digital edition there as well. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, Stephen Day. Bye from me, Fiona Scott. Goodbye from me, Alice Butcher. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.